Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. In today's episode, we're going to talk about new movies that are related to the good old days. One of them is a documentary that will remind you of many good old movies, and the other is a classic re-released. As for Top 007, we will go through all the movies on the chart, so look forward to it. First of all, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Ennio, a documentary on the legendary film composer Ennio Morricone. Wait, what? The introduction is so short, but it basically says what this movie is about. It's a documentary about the movie composer Ennio Morricone. This biographical music documentary is a touching journey of life and music. It's not only because Ennio has a lot of works, but also because the genres he produces movie scores for are varied. Whether it's horror, west, comedy, even epic, he would try to make some new elements and changes in his content. Although he got nominated by the Oscars many times, he only got the best original scores in 2016 with Quentin Tarantino's *The Hateful Eight*. But he also got Academy Honorary Award in 2007. The director of this documentary is Giuseppe Tornatore. Tornatore and Ennio were friends for 30 years, so filming this documentary. Also gives Tornatore a chance to show one of his best friends on the big screen and show his best friend live on the big screen once again. In the movie, we get to see all the files scattered around the world of Ennio and all the clips from his concerts. You can see that this movie connects the world movie history for 50 years. And there are music notes from 500 different movies. Moreover, the director even interviewed more than 70 world-class movie masters, artists, and music masters. You can say Ennio is just so important, or the director Giuseppe Tornatore is so important. But anyway, they are both great artists. Although Ennio already passed away in 2020, we still get to listen to his great works in these old movies. So if you're interested in his story or you just want to experience all the good works he produced before, you can go watch Ennio. Now it's time for the second new movie we're going to talk about today: Requiem for a Dream. Four characters' studies of the evolution into addiction and the manifestations of that addiction are presented. They all in the quest for acceptance on their own terms. Brooklyn Knight friends Harry Goldfarb and Tyrone C. Love are endless and somewhat shiftless. They making what little money by continually stealing and pawning Harry's widowed Brighton Beach mother, Sarah Goldfarb's aged television set. Which she always buys back, and not wanting to get her dear son in trouble, and he being the only person in her life on who she can count. Seizing upon an opportunity, Harry and Tyrone decide to start dealing in heroin. 
Tyrone seeing the money as an escape from his ghetto life and a means for approval from his mother. Also along for the ride is Harry's privileged girlfriend, Marion Silver, who rebels against that privilege in needing something other than money from her family. But she does see the money from the drug deals as a future for her and Harry in being able to launch her fashion design career. That dealing doesn't work out quite the way they plan, while they start using just to make sure the product is alright. Meanwhile, Sarah, whose best friend is arguably that television set in she watching it continually when she has it in her possession, learns that she is going to appear as a contestant on her favorite television game show, something she misconstrues. In wanting to reclaim her youth for the viewing public, her goal, in part, is to fit back into the red dress she wore at Harry's graduation, which would require her to lose about 50 pounds. It is all in an effort to gain acceptance, including among her fellow Jewish housewife friends. Finding the dieting too arduous a process, she takes the advice of one of those friends to visit a weight loss doctor. He prescribing appetite suppressants, which does result in that weight loss, but a whole lot more on which she wasn't bargaining in her naivete and tunnel vision on that singular goal. Smashing dress you have on. Okay, so the previous introduction was super short, and this one's super long. What's wrong with it? But anyway, let's talk about this classic re-release. Requiem for a Dream was released in 2000. It's the signature work by the famous director of Black Swan in his early years, which got him famous. This director is Darren Aronofsky. If you don't know who he is and you don't know what Black Swan is, maybe you've heard his latest film, The Well, which got nominated at this year's Oscars Awards, and Requiem for a Dream was his second feature film. When Requiem for a Dream premiered at Cannes Film Festival at the time, it was critically acclaimed because of the shocking content and the talented acting skills of the actors. However, due to the dark style of the movie, it has been listed as one of the 10 forbidden films in the world. Therefore, this is the very first time it's released in the theater in Taiwan. Well, if I remember correctly, it was selected at Golden Horse Fantastic Film Festival in 2018, but only a few people could watch it at the film festival. But if Requiem for a Dream is launched at the theater, anyone who wants to watch it gets to watch it. The protagonist of the film is a widower. As we heard in the introduction, she takes medicine to lose weight, but she ends up having mental problems. It was the American actress Ellen Burstyn who played the widow in the film. Because her character takes medicine to lose weight and ends up having mental problems eventually, her acting skills in the movie makes the audience feel scared and feel pity for her. But she also got nominated for Best Actress with a Leading Role at the Golden Globe Award and the Oscars Award. In order to present this character and the process of her losing weight because of taking medicine, the crew prepared special costumes with different weights 
bursting herself also lost 4.5 kilograms. So this really is a film worth watching. Now before we move on to top 007 and go through all the movies on the chart, let's review what we had from top 3 to top 1 last week. There were two top 3s, Cocaine Bear and Marry My Dead Body. Top 2 was Suzume and top 1 was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Let's check out top 7 to top 4 first. Top 5, Creed 3. You don't remember me, huh? Jesus Revolution. In your church, that's a door that shut. Top 4, Bad Education. Cocaine Bear. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey. Okay, there are two top fives and two top fours this week. The first one, Creed 3, is directed and acted by Michael B. Jordan. I like him pretty much. He's been playing the protagonist in the Creed series, and he also starred in the new Fantastic Four and the first Black Panther movie. I personally think he's pretty handsome. So either you like him as well, or you're a fan of Creed series. You can go watch this movie. Second top 5, Jesus Revolution, is based on the true story. It talks about how a church adopts hippies into their church and they end up expanding to a very big church. Since it's not going to be released in Taiwan any soon yet, if you are interested in watching it, probably you have to wait until it's on any streaming services or when it's on TV. The first top 4, Bad Education. It's not the bad education you think you know that was released a few years ago. It's a Taiwanese movie, actually. It got four nominations at the Golden Horse Awards last year. The movie's about a bunch of high school kids want to do something crazy the day before their graduation, but things don't go the way they think it's going to be. And that's apparently bad education. Last but not least, from top 7 to top 4, Cocaine Bear. We talked about it last week. As I mentioned last time, the story of Cocaine Bear is based on the true story. And I know it's hard to imagine that a bear can do cocaine to the standard that it can actually go crazy. So you can tell it's definitely a lot of cocaine. If you want to see some crazy comedy this weekend, you can go watch Cocaine Bear. It's available in the theater both in North America and in Taiwan. Now it's time for the most exciting part of the show, Top 3 to Top 1. Let's check it out. Top 3. Marry My Dead Body Top 2. Suzume Top 1 Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Turn it off Now Basically, except Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania I've talked about the other two movies First one Marry My Dead Body it's a Taiwanese movie and I mentioned that I like it very much. B 
because I think the best part of it is that it doesn't try to emphasize the LGBTQ plus issue too much, but in a moderate level, and it's pretty funny. Well, it's a comedy, so it's pretty successful in that way. Also, it tells the value of a family. I think that's what recent Taiwanese movies try to focus. And if they manage to do it successfully, usually the movie is very successful. So I'm really glad that we can see some good Taiwanese movie just in the beginning of this year. Really looking forward to more works and the Golden Horse Awards in the end of the year. That must be very exciting. The second movie, Suzume, is a Japanese animation. Actually, I'm not a big fan of the director. I did watch Your Name and Weathering with You, but I only watched Your Name because I was going to write an article about Weathering with You. Not that I don't like them. They're just not my cups of tea. But at least with your name, you know it's a story about switching bodies. And with weathering with you, at least you know the protagonist has the power to change the weather. But with Suzume, if you watch the trailer, you will only know that if the protagonist doesn't try to close the doors, there will be disasters from the other side of the door coming to this world. But you don't have any other clue related to that, so I find it more confusing. But I'm not saying this is not a good movie. It's really good. It's just I don't get it. And I guess if you don't like the director's previous works, you probably won't like Suzume. But on the other hand, if you do like them, you can go watch it. You'll definitely love it. Last one, our top one. Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. As a Marvel fan, I have to admit that this isn't so good. I mean, you can still watch it. And for me, I think Marvel series are now big soap opera. So if you don't watch this one, you probably won't be able to understand the next one. For example, I did watch Loki, the TV series on Disney Plus. But when I went to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I didn't really get who the villain is. I mean, I had to watch rewatch Loki again after I watched the movie. But actually, it doesn't affect how you comprehend the movie itself. It just bugs me because I did watch the TV series. But anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show, and remember to tune in same time next week here at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.